The Tennis Gambling Podcast and the Sports Game Podcast Network presented by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamepodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Game Podcast. In America, it is currently Saturday morning, August 26th, and I'm your host, as always, Scott Rochelle, once again, going solo for this pod. Should be a fun episode, bit of a shorter one, only one match to talk about for this episode because it is final time in Winston-Salem. So we're going to talk about the matchup between Baez and Laheshka taking place at around 5 p.m., Eastern time as a brief announcement, though, I know that the U.S. Open, of course, is coming up next week. In case you do not realize, the U.S. Open is starting on Monday. So as a result, we will probably not have an episode for the U.S. Open tonight. It'll probably come out Sunday. I'm in the middle of a family trip. So because of that, I'm not going to exactly have many opportunities to record. But luckily, there is a gap day in between the Winston-Salem final and the U.S. Open first round. So because of that, we're probably going to end up recording the Outrights episode for the U.S. Open on Sunday. So just keep an eye out for that. But before we get into any of the preview for the final in Winston-Salem, do want to recap what happened in the semis. Reminder, there's only one match because Korda ended up withdrawing. So Laheshka got a walkover. And as a result, the only match that we have to recap was between George and Baez. And for us on the lock and dog picks, we ended up crushing it, even though we only had one match. To start off with the lock and dog picks, ended up sweeping those. For the lock, we had George team total over 12 and a half games at minus 125. And for the dog, we had the over two and a half sets at plus 135. And both those ended up getting there. Now for Chorich, the reason why I was really interested in the lock uh, pick being the team total over was because of the fact that Chorich was performing well for the most part in this event, but he had a couple of matches where he went over this number and he was against pretty weak competition. I just thought that Baez was a decent step up in competition, which caused me to believe that George was a bit overvalued in this matchup, especially with how the line movement unfolded right before the match, where a lot of money came in on George and he ended up closing as an even bigger minus than what I had on the show. But I mentioned in the episode that I thought it was going to be a war. And as a result, I liked the team total over because Chorich on one hand could win. And that way you get a cheaper price indirectly on the money line for Chorich or he could lose an absolute just war and you end up winning anyway, even if George does not win the actual match. And that's exactly what happened because George had a very competitive match. Uh, luckily, the final two sets did go to tiebreakers. So he actually won the team total over in the final two sets without even needing the first set. But the point is, George did finish the match with 16. So it turned out to be a very fun match. It really came down to that second set. And it was a pretty entertaining overall match that took three plus hours. So you wonder about fatigue. I'll get into that angle in a second for the final. But it did seem like these players were a bit even, but Baez was a little bit more consistent. I did discuss Chorch's issue with unforced errors, and that seemed to be his undoing 
on a couple of big points. Baez was very solid at keeping the ball in play. Used a decent amount of drop shots. I don't know how effective they were, but in general, it seemed like just forcing Chorch to run around and to tire him out might have resulted in extra unforced errors during the second and third sets. Baez probably should have won in straight sets because he was up a break on two separate occasions into the second set. So maybe we're a bit fortunate there. Maybe we were, but either way, Chorch got through in a tiebreaker in the second set and then eventually lost in a tiebreaker in the third. So once again, ended up sweeping. Wasn't totally shocked by as one. I know that Chorich, once again, I guess was my lean in theory, but I really did not like the price. But I did think it was going to be a very close match that came down to the wire. And it was the closest possible match because it went down to a final set tiebreaker. But anyway, Baez enters his second straight ATP final after winning in Kitzbühel. So we're going to see what happens here. As for Laheshka, it's a pretty interesting spot because once again, I mentioned a second ago how Baez had to play a three-plus-hour match. I believe it was three hours and 18 minutes against George, while Laheshka didn't play. So you can make an argument that there's a massive rest advantage here for Laheshka. On the other hand, you could argue that he might be a little bit rusty because he's so accustomed to playing matches mid-tournament, and now it throws a wrinkle in his entire preparation process. I lean more towards the first interpretation, where I do think Laheshka has a pretty big edge uh, with the rest because of the fact that Baez... You could even tell when the final point ended that Baez had his hands on his shoulder, uh, his hands on his knees, I mean. He kind of half threw his racket to the floor. He looked pretty exhausted, and I know Baez has great stamina, and he's had a pretty good track record against Laheshka in the past, but I do wonder if this turns into another marathon match. Baez has gone two, three sets in every match here except for one, so I do wonder if, once again, fatigue might play a factor in the final stages of this contest but for the sake of the brief discussion between the rest versus rust uh, i'd say debate i lean more to rest for laheshka i think it's a very sweet spot now is he going to win i didn't say that but i do think once again if laheshka is going to win his first atp title this is his best bet so just keep that in mind but anyway point is time to actually get into the uh, preview for the final here so starting off with Baez, I just mentioned his marathon win against Chorich. Besides that, he also was able to beat DeGier comfortably, 6-3-6-0. First set was a bit misleading in that quarterfinal because DeGier had five break points, did not convert, and then Baez broke him late. So you can argue that uh, DeGier actually outplayed him for a decent portion of that set. And then DeGier met, just mentally checked out and wanted nothing to do with the uh, second set as Baez bageled him. Baez won in three sets against Vukic in his second match here, and he won in the first round against Galan, where he was actually down a set and a break, and he came back and he ended up winning the final two sets, 6-4, six, 6-4. Four, six, four. So once again, he's had his fair share of marathon matches, including the marathon on in the semis yesterday, and we'll see if he has enough stamina in the tank to get the job done. As for Laheshka, he had a couple of marathon matches too early on, went to three sets against Kruger, really just came out flat out of the gates and then ended up waking up as he won the final two sets comfortably. Then he ended up beating Kepfer in a fun match there in three sets. Then he beat Purcell in straight sets, 7-6-6-4. So that was competitive too. So fatigue also seemed to be an issue, maybe potentially, for Laheshka because he also had his fair share of long matches. But then, of course, Korda did not show up for the semi. And now Laheshka went from potentially tired player to fully rested player, which is definitely a nice, 
I'd say, luxury to have at this stage in the event. So the point is, Leheshka's the more rested guy, which is why he's a pretty hefty favorite. To go through the odds here, you can shop around and find different prices, but most books tend to have Leheshka at around like minus 175, minus 180, give or take. I'll use 175 for the sake of this episode. So Leheshka's minus 175. Baez the other way is plus 155. As for the spread, Leheshka minus two and a half games is minus 115. And Baez plus two and a half is minus 105. If you want some alt lines, minus three and a half games is plus 125. Minus, uh, that's uh, minus three and a half games for Leheshka. Plus three and a half games is minus 155 for Baez. The one and a half, Laheshka minus one and a half is minus 145. Bias plus one and a half is plus 115. The over-under is at 22 and a half, minus 110 on both sides. You can get some alt lines there too. The over 21 and a half is minus 150. The under is plus 120. The over 23 and a half is plus 115. The under is minus 145. If you want Baez to win a set, that's minus 180. Laheshka to win in straight sets is plus 150. And the over under for this match in sets, the over two and a half is plus 135. And the under is minus 165. Now to look at the actual head to head between these players, they have faced off twice. One was on clay several years ago, back in a Futures event in 2020, and Leheshka won that one in three. means absolutely nothing, but I'm still going to just throw it out there because it did happen. They did face off last year, though, in the Davis Cup on hard court, and Baez did win that one in a straight sets, 7-6-6-3. So it was competitive. Leheshka was actually up a break in each of those two sets, but Baez came back and won. So the point is, Baez has had some success recently or at least somewhat recently within the last year on hard court against Laheshka. And I do wonder, based on how the courts have been playing, Baez has returned very well. And Baez, we know, is a very good rallier on tour. And that's going to be a bit concerning because I do think Laheshka, his style of play is quite similar to Chorch's, if you really think about it. Their serves are pretty good, occasionally very good, but for the most part, solid. I think that's a good way to describe it. Now, unforced errors can be an issue, and I do think, once again, Chorich is a better version, in my opinion, of Laheshka's game, but Laheshka's younger. So you do wonder, once again, if Baez is going to be exhausted, can Laheshka take advantage of it? Then again, you have to wonder about nerves, because Laheshka, unlike Chorich, has never won an ATP title before, so you have to wonder if he's going to be able to to overcome some potential butterflies and see if he can get over the finish line, which I'm a little bit concerned about because we did see Laheshka in that match against Murray earlier this year blow, I think it was, what was it, 5-4-40 love uh, with him serving for the match, and then he ended up choking it. He also had a bit of a hard time closing out Purcell in that second set. He got there, but he did get broken relatively late, then he ended up struggling, kind of, in his final service game. I believe he went down to love 30, but he ended up rallying himself out of it. So I've seen Laheshka struggle at times with nerves, and we know Baez is not going to be nervous at all because he has won a title this year. He's actually won a couple titles this year, so that might definitely uh, help out with regard to his nerves com in comparison to Laheshka. And I do wonder if, once again, you might see Yuri struggle just mentally at times, because he is 21. And I do wonder if that's going to be an issue later on in this match. Maybe it won't, but I just think it will, based on watching Laheshka for the last couple of years. He's a guy that, once again, is a solid overall player on tour. 
But it seems like a lot of young players, with the exception of the super superstar players, all seem to have issues closing out ATP titles, I'd say, in their very young careers before eventually they learn through experience and they get over that, I don't want to say fear or maybe that issue in their game. And I do think Laheshka might win the match, but I think that it will be a little bit dicey at times. I don't see Laheshka coming out here with rest advantage and burying Baez 6-2, 6-3. I don't see that happening. I think it's going to be a close match. I know, once again, you could argue with the stamina. Maybe Baez will lose. That's fine if you feel that way, but I really don't think Laheshka's game is built to beat Baez on these courts in a very comfortable two sets. So I think that you might end up seeing Laheshka win in straight sets, kind of like my breakdown for the George match. But I think if he does, there's probably going to be a 7-5 or 7-6 in there, and you might be leaning to an over. Might go three sets. It would not shock me there. Baez has proven in the past that his game is solid against Laheshka's on hard court. And the real story from the Davis Cup match was the second serve differential because Baez, we know, doesn't exactly have a big serve by any means. For a guy his size... His serve is not that bad, but comparatively speaking to the rest of the tour, it's fine, probably a little bit below average, but it's close to average. So the first serve edge definitely goes to Laheshka. However, the second serve definitely has an edge to Baez because Yuri is really not a great second server. And to look at the actual stat breakdown in that Davis Cup matchup, that was the story of the match because Baez won 11 of his 15 second serve points, while Laheshka only won 8 of 21, which was 38%. So I do think, once again, Laheshka, if he's able to keep his first serve percentage up, he should be able to win this match. But if his first serve percentage is around 60, he's going to get into some trouble because his second serve is really not that great. And to go through his second serve numbers against some other players in this event, for example, even though he did win against Purcell, he did only win 50% of his uh, second serve points. To go through the other matches there against Kepfer, sorry, just pulling it up individually, uh, against Kepfer, he did win 58% of his second serve points. And against Kruger, he did end up winning... Sorry, waiting for this to load of 44% of his first serve points. So against Kruger, 44% is not great, but the last two matches, he has been pretty good at winning second serve points. I think that will be the story of the match. If Baez can apply pressure constantly to Laheshka's second serve, I think Baez might win the match. But I do think, once again, fatigue is going to be an issue at times for Baez. I think he's going to do a good job, though, of, I'd say, organizing his overall stamina distribution. And I do think that Baez might try to get an early lead in the first set. Maybe you might see him punt the set to try to recharge his batteries and then try to take it all in the third. But I do think Baez will be very smart with his energy or whatever he's got left of it. And I think he's going to try to be very, I'd say, calculated with his usage of all that remaining energy that he has. But for the sake of this matchup, I think Baez is pretty live here. Just based on how he's looked so far in this event, he's beaten better competition, in my opinion. I know Kepfer's been pretty good so far in the hardcourt season, but he's mostly a challenger-level player in his career. Purcell's been really good for the last couple of weeks. I know Purcell's kind of adopted a serve-and-volley approach, which has been effective for him, but I do think that, once again, those two wins are fine. Uh, the win against Kruger, I think, is okay. Nothing special. But as for Baez, I do think beating Vukic, who also made a final 
in a hardcore event earlier this year. You're looking at, uh, for example, Chorich, who once again is still a very solid player who's ranked in the top 30. Uh, besides that, you're looking at uh, Dejir, who I still think, once again, is a solid player in general. I know that he was the runner-up the runner up here last year. He did not perform well in, in the quarterfinal match, but that's still a pretty good win, especially by that margin. Even Golan has been in decent form in the past. So once again, Baez, I just think, has beaten better players at a consistent basis. You can argue that the last couple of rounds, maybe Laheshka has beaten the better player, but... I think you understand my point. My point is I do think when you're comparing who these guys have faced off uh, against so far in this event, Baez has probably had the tougher tests just based on consistency, and maybe that'll help him or maybe that'll hurt him based on stamina. But still, point is for this matchup, I really don't trust Laheshka to win his first ATP title at minus 175. I think that price is a little bit too high. I know there's a lot of money coming in on Laheshka on the overnight because of the fatigue angle fading Baez. But I do think, once again, Baez is pretty alive to win this match. And I do think when you're looking at how these players match up against each other, the fact that Baez has won the only head-to-head matchup on hardcore between them suggests to me that Baez is a potentially rough matchup for Laheshka, especially for, once again, a guy who has had some mental blocks when it comes to closing matches out easily. And I think, once again, Laheshka might be up, let's just say I said, in a break, and suddenly you see Baez come back and win. It would not shock me. I think that could be a... Once again, a bit of a bold prediction, but I can see a world where that happens, where Baez might look down and out, but he's going to rise up and potentially steal the match. I think you're going to see, once again, a very fun match, a very close match, and as a result, I think there's value on a Baez here at this current price. So, once again, I'll get into my favorite place for the lock and dog, but I am going to lean to the over at 22.5, and, and I am going to lean to Baez on the money line for the plus 155 price. As for the spread, I'll link to Baez too. I think that, once again, Laheshka could win in straight sets, but personally, I think it'll be a very close match, so I don't see that being in the script. So, once again, uh, that's going to do it for the actual preview of the men's final in Winston-Salem. Now it's time to get into the lock and dog picks, but before we get into any of that, going to have a quick word from our sponsor. We're brought to you by Game Time. I don't know about all of you, but I personally love to attend sporting events in person. It used to be very difficult to actually find a very good place to get tickets until I found Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. They also have some great features on their app. They have images of seat views, which is my personal favorite feature. Maybe in the past you tried to buy a ticket which you thought was going to get you a great view of the action, and the next thing you know, you picked the seat that had an obstruction directly in your line of view, and as a result, you wasted some money because you ended up not being able to see anything at all. But that is not going to happen with this feature because it'll show you on the app exactly what the projected view is so you know exactly what to expect before you officially pay for the ticket. Plus, Game Time is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a good reason, and if you look at how efficient you can really buy your tickets, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price 
guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Nordic Fantasy. August is almost over, and you know what that means. Time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you have to do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. You set it, forget it, and Underdog t- uh, does the rest. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time, with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win it all? The time is now. The last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. Visit OrnokFantasy.com or find them on the App Store and sign up with the promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. It's promo code SGPN. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're also brought to you by DraftKings. You've waited all year, and the time has finally arrived. College football is back, and so are the traditions, the tailgates, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after they are given to you. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. We're also brought to you by the SGP Patreon. Make sure to check out our Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get exclusive access to contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first place prize the guys also just recorded their first sports game podcast stories podcast which is just for patrons and it chronicles the birth of the sports game podcast network there's even a discord channel just for patrons the sports game podcast has and always will give out their picks for free but the patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling sports slash patreon the sports slash patreon Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished previewing the men's final in Winston-Salem. Now it's time to get into the lock and dog picks for the show. Starting off with the lock, I think I'm going to go back to the well here. I think I'm going to rinse and repeat the player prop team total angle. And I thought about Baez at 11.5. The over was minus 150 on bet 365. The problem with that, though, is do I really want to sacrifice a dollar when the money line is a plus 155? When I think most of the time if Baez cashes this prop, He's probably going to win the match. I know you can cash this if you lose. For example, 7-6-7-6, you still win. If it goes to three sets and you lose, then Baez still probably goes over. But to be honest, if it goes to three sets, then Laheshka's probably going over his prop too. I think for this one, I'm going to go back to what we did in the semis, and I'm going to take Baez's opponent team total over. I'm going to go Laheshka over 12.5 at minus 125, the exact same play that we had for Chorich in the semis. And the main reason why is, once again, I think you're getting the favorite at a cheaper price. It's minus 175, some books at minus 188, but if you're looking at the over 12.5 at minus 125, and you think that Baez, worst-case scenario, will not get buried in back-to-back sets, that means you're getting a cheaper price on the favorite because you think that Laheshka... If he's going to win in straight sets, there will probably be a 7-5 or a 7-6 involved. And if there is, then Laheshka ends up going over this number probably easily if he's able to win. Because obviously, if you win 7-6-6-3, for example, that's 13 games and you go over. Plus, he could win the same way George won 
in the semis where he wins a set loses in three and that way the favorite loses on the minus 175 price but you still win at the minus 125 price because Laheshka goes over his team total so I think I'm going to rinse and repeat the exact same play once again I think Baez is pretty live to win this match but I don't see Baez winning in straight sets with the fatigue I think he might punt the set so Laheshka might actually start out I don't want to say starting out automatically with six games but I think he's got a very good chance to win at least six games in a set. And with that being the case, I think there is some value here getting the favorite at a cheaper price. So once again, my lock will be Laheshka, a team total over 12 and a half games at minus 125. And for my dog, once again, I will rinse and repeat the exact same play that we had for the semis. I'm going to go with the Baez and Laheshka over two and a half sets at plus 135. It's the exact same breakdown that I had for the semis. I think Laheshka and Chorich are pretty similar stylistically in terms of play style. And the main difference here is going to be rest because Laheshka did not play yesterday while Baez did. I think that might result in Laheshka winning in three compared to Chorich losing in three. But I do think, once again, you're looking at a matchup where both players should have moments. Laheshka can struggle a bit with the second serve at times, and Baez has been very good at returning so far in this event. But I do think, once again, this will be a very competitive match, and I do think that Baez will be able to overcome the stamina issues at times in route to, once again, what could be a win, what could be a loss. But what I see personally being... A very, very tough match. So I think there's value once again on Baez money line at plus 155. But I'm not going to take that because there is a slim chance that Baez is totally gassed for the final. So instead, I'm going to go with the over two and a half sets. I'm going to hope that even if Baez is gassed, he might be able to win a set, maybe punt the second set and then come back with some energy in the third. So you might end up seeing, once again, some energy confirmation from Baez if he is able to steal a set early. But I think that Laheshka should win, keyword should, but I have problems with his lack of overall experience in ATP Finals, which could result in a very interesting match instead of a straightforward victory. So once again, the lock and dog for the show is going to be the same as the episode that we just had for the semis. The lock's going to be Laheshka, over 12.5 on the team total at minus 125, or in other words, Baez's opponent, which is why it's the exact same. And once again, we're going to go with the Baez match over 2.5 sets as the dog at plus 135. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Once again, we'll be back for, on Sunday for the U.S. Open preview show, so stay tuned for that. But until next time, find me on Twitter at Show Radio. Find me on a bunch of other podcasts with the network. Find me on the MLB show, the NBA show. Find me on the WNBA show. You get the point. Until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.